Hi, and thank you for joining Horrified. My name is Rosie Wickland, and this is our weekly podcast of horrifying and embarrassing things and how we survived. Welcome to Horrified, episode one. Uh, I want to do a little debrief before we start this, and hopefully it won't be too heavy. But um, I want to make sure that when we are talking about our most horrifying moments, you remember to take care of yourself because we're not just going to revel revel in our worst moments. We're also going to talk about moving through them and finding some humor here. So I want you to grab a glass of water, take your meds if you take them, and if at any time you feel that you're too uncomfortable, definitely reach out to a friend, have a cup of tea, maybe even consider getting in touch with your therapist or a crisis counselor. And about mental health, what works for folks is different. Um, So you might find that working with a counselor or taking a medication or getting a certain kind of exercise or eating a certain way works for you. There is not a universal solution to mental health. So let's not pretend there is. And sometimes I'm going to make suggestions that aren't right for you. Just go ahead and plug in what is right for you. I also want to speak a little bit to um, some of the horrifying moments we're going to lean into. Uh, I'm going to use uh, pseudonyms whenever I'm speaking about user-submitted stories and redact names of innocent parties included in these stories. And I also want to preface all of this by saying that... um, We move through these things and oftentimes they shape who we are for better, for worse. And when we can laugh about some of our more horrifying moments, we grow stronger. And I, for one, am particularly interested in horrifying social moments because I am a late diagnosed autistic adult and so I have had my share of social foibles. I know a lot of autistic adults who never have weird social things but I have books and books of them and I also have some digestive disorders. I've been living with a chronic illness for a long time so I am no stranger to shitting myself. Which brings me to our last point. which is we might say naughty words every now and then. This this podcast will be uh, mature content. May not be appropriate for little ears. I trust you to trust your own judgment on this. Okay, so on to story one. Okay, so I am going to start with my own personal horror because that is only fair. And I think when we share these, it's really important to note that what is horrifying to us, what shaped us, might not be that impactful to other people. Some of these stories are gonna be really funny and some of them might be a little ho-hum, but we try to listen with empathy and, um, and we start to realize as we hear more of these stories, a lot of them tap into our universal fears about isolation, about social insecurity, about not really fitting in, about bodily functions and what do they mean, social taboos, and we realize, wow, a lot of people have dealt with this. But some of these experiences will be more unique, some will be less so. Here's, here's one of my formative horrors. 
So I'm in seventh grade, it is seventh period, and I'm doing my social studies class. And my teacher has just put on some videos about the Holocaust. And despite being black and white and grainy, the narration just cuts you to the core. And I'm, while I'm silently weeping, I'm feeling really intensely emotional. I'm getting nauseous, I've got a headache, it's just really weighing on me. And I start to feel this other sensation where I realize there is a lot of fluid collecting in my underpants and this is probably more than sweat and so I'm thinking okay I might have started my period I need to go to the restroom like right away so I raise my hand and I ask to be excused and my teacher says she's in no mood for nonsense today if they coped with this y'all can hang in here a little bit longer but I stress the issue, no, I really do have to go to the restroom. And a number of other girls concur the same thing. And so two girls dart out the door to go to the restroom. And so the teacher won't let me go. And I'm not so great at self-advocacy at this point. So I sit uncomfortably. And the minutes tick on. 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. The teacher's getting pretty ticked at the other girls. And I see the matter she gets the harder it's going to be for me to extract myself to the bathroom. She's not convinced I actually have to go. And so I, um, I'm getting really anxious and uncomfortable. I'm, I'm moving from anxiety to fear to denial. This is happening. This is not sweat. I have not peed myself. There is a lot of fluid here. And social conventions would bring me from doing a manual check but I can tell there is a lot of fluid collecting now I'm getting pretty desperate and I'm about to leave the room but the teacher says okay we're gonna get in groups for projects now we're gonna discuss and analyze different parts of this video together and I'm like no 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 I really have to go to the bathroom now and she says let us just sort you into groups and then you can go. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I stand up and a girl who does not talk to me, hasn't talked to me since grade school says, oh my God, what's on your butt? And I realized the true horror of the situation. And I gently put my hand to the seat of my pants. And I think many of us know that experience of Ooh, I bled through my pants a little bit and it's kind of on like the crotch of your jeans. This was more like I'd sat in paint. My entire butt was just absolutely saturated almost up to the waistband with blood. I had a really heavy flow and it was everywhere. And instead of doing something reasonable, I just said, oh, I must have sat in blood. And I still laugh at thinking I could pull this off, but the girl who is not buying this counters you sat in blood. <laughs> and I'm just kind of trying to roll with it like, yeah, there must be some blood in that chair. As if there was like, you know, a good big gulp quantity of blood in the chair and I just sat in it for a solid 20 minutes and didn't notice. I'm trying to play this off but I realized that the jig is up as other people are starting to stare in my direction and there's a bit of a commotion so I just walk out of the room 
and the teacher is starting to yell down the hall at me like you need to come back here you're gonna get in-house suspension i said to wait and as i'm leaving she sees my bright red posterior and that moment where you feel it where she finally knows what's happened and i go to the restroom and i see the true horror the inside of my thighs are coated it is all over my butt it's all over my underwear it's all over my pants and i'm like okay this is nothing a sweater can cover but i go back to the room and i get my sweater and i get my bag and i'm trying to leave and the teacher is trying to convince me to stay but finally wordlessly angrily i stomp out and in her embarrassment and horror she's yelling to me in front of 38 of my peers washing advice peroxide cold water she says as i am racing out of the onto the blacktop where these portables are (laughs) and i go to the nurse's office without a hall pass and i show up and where's your hall pass i don't have one but i have to go home and the nurse says no i I mean you have to go no i won't be getting I got my period and I have to go home. And the nurse is amused at this point. Says people get their period all the time. You can change into your gym shorts. We have sanitary supplies. You'll be fine. And so I wordlessly take off my sweater and she sees the full horror. There's no amount of gym shorts that are going to help this situation. (laughs) And so I... I do convince her to call my mom and I had to go home and I missed school for almost a week after that. I just couldn't bring myself to go and I was having a really heavy torrential period. But um, And then for about two weeks after that, people called me period girl and wrote signs that said I sat and bled, but it wasn't too long after before kids started, you know, moving on to someone else to torment. It was a short-lived horror, but it really influenced how I felt about my body and menstruation and school and peer relationships for such a long time. And it was a really long time before I could have my period without intense anxiety. And this was not the only menstruation mishap. So if you've got a menstrual woe, uh, feel free to send me an email. It's uh, rosiewickland at gmail.com. Just write horrified submission in the subject line and we'll include it. Now I'm going to move on to an even more moving story as it were. Here's our next story, and this one is a reader submission. I called on my friend's circle, hey, tell me your most horrifying moments, and I was delighted to see my inbox quickly flooded. Um, And this was one of the first stories that came in, and I have to admit, I laughed really hard, but in solidarity, I think many of us have been in situations like this. So, hi Rosie, I have a fun story. It starts this morning at 4 a.m. when I awoke before my alarm, somehow bright-eyed and ready to face the day. 
I decided to have a cup of coffee and take my time getting ready for my run at 5.15 with, let's call this person, Ava. I've been experiencing gotta poops about halfway through our runs, and I figured a pre-run coffee would move things along with an hour of free time. Alas, it was not to be so. I had absolutely zero poop going on after that coffee. I even hopped and shimmied around the living room, paced the apartment, sat on the toilet just to see, and nope, nothing. On my way to meet Ava, there was a tree down on my normal route and I had to turn back around and was about 15 minutes late. Ava was chill about my fallen log problem. We started to run and I was peppy and upbeat. About a mile in, I started feeling like I have to poop. No big deal, I frequently get the gotta poops and I can hold it until I get home, about 1.5 miles. It becomes apparent that this is a problem. We have taken about four walk breaks to relax my colon, and it's just not relaxed enough. We're conveniently located in the woods with a relatively clear path back into a bunch of trees with a lovely view of a small swampy pond. A biker zoomed along the road. I waited, I squatted, making sure the heels of my shoes were well past the drop zone. I pooped serenaded by bullfrogs at sunrise. I wiped with three wet oak leaves. Oh, I'm sorry, runner girl. <laughs> that I can almost feel that discomfortable sensation. I stood and shimmied my sweaty underwear and capris back up and spotted a runner coming from the opposite direction <laughs> we were heading. I... I worried my lily white ass would catch his eye, so I rushed my pants back up and waited for him to leave. I would hope he was, would think I was only peeing. He did not look back. I looked at my spectacle and saw a perfectly formed pile of shit shaped just like the poop emoji. And that's the story of how I shot in the woods today. Oh, goodness. That is a timely offering. Runner girl, I am so sorry, and I hope in the future you have way less poop sedents. Uh, stay safe and keep the activity up. Good for you. <laughs> Maybe carry a napkin in the future. I would. All right, here's one more from Supportive Girlfriend. Supportive Girlfriend says, my husband grew up in a family of movie lovers. They watched all sorts, my family not so much. So when I met him, he would say things like, oh, I need to have you watch, etc., etc." Admittedly, I'm not a huge movie watcher unless it's something I'm sure I'll enjoy, so I took his enthusiasm with a grain of salt. Supportive. So, but I wasn't going to run out and rent all these movies. I have a feeling he caught on because he mentioned a movie to me one day, The Devil and Miss Jones, porn. And I gave him the same spiel. Oh, sure. Sounds great, honey. Cut to a week later, and I find myself in a car alone with his dad discussing movies. Of course. Awkward. Of course, his dad and I are super bonded now and we get along great, but not so much after dating a few months. I opened my giant mouth and mentioned this so-called movie, uh, we're going to call him movie guy, wants me to see. The devil in Miss Jones. His dad is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's an adult film. And I was ready for a sinkhole to swallow my 19-year-old self into the earth. 
He had a sense of humor about it, but I'll never forget. And when I told Movie Guy, who's now my husband, about this story, he has zero recollection of this movie suggestion or this incident. Wow, supportive girlfriend. That is horrifying. I, 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 I'm cringing with you. I can imagine the rest of that car trip. I'm glad to hear you're close now. Um, so if you've had a really weird thing you've said to a partner's parent, I want to hear all about it. Shoot me an email, rosiewickland at gmail.com. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Okay, last one for today. I was never a flexible child. Was overweight after the third grade. Well, my gym closed during elementary school was brutal. The teacher thought we should all know how to do everything. Gymnastics was mandatory. We had to cut flips in front of the whole class. Well, I couldn't do it. And he kept making me try and try. Well, I like to match my Hanes t-shirts to my pants and jacket. The pants and jacket were in the material that made a swoosh sound with every move I made. And that day, I was in all red. Well, that was embarrassing enough, along with not being able to do a complete flip of any kind, somersault, whatever they are called. Well, on my probably 10th attempt, my legs go up further than they had previous times, and I'm thinking, yeah, almost. But then I feel my shirt go over my head. And I had boobies already, and I had a bra on, and there was laughter and staring, and I fell backwards, and I fell hard. The gym teacher didn't even care. He said, oh, well, next. Oh, tumble girl, I am so sorry. I also enjoyed swooshy pants, and you deserved much, much better. We can kind of grow together working through our high school horrors and our elementary traumas. And I hope that <laughs> I hope that if you're working with young children, you keep this in mind. We all have different needs and different abilities, and it is not okay to treat kids like that. You deserve better, tumble girl. Hello. Okay, one more because this one can't wait until next week and I almost forgot I had it. I'm in the fourth grade and being a little heavier than most fourth grade girls have already developed breasts. Not those little mosquito bites but a full-on A cup probably should have been wearing a B but that's neither here nor there. Anyway back in the day we wore our PE uniforms under our school uniforms and just changed in front of the class together as a group because you know we weren't going to see anything because you know layers anyhow this time i was just wearing these cute little cropped shirts under my school shirts because we lived with my grandma and she was super old-fashioned when my mom even hinted that i should start wearing a real bra my grandma read her the riot act because nine was way too young to start wearing bras so this one day, I was about 30 minutes late to class because of an AM doctor appointment. And when I finally get to class, everyone's already dressed for PE. So my teacher tells me, go ahead and change while she finishes up the rest of the lesson. So of course, I stand up and take off my sweatshirt 
and unzip my jumper and wiggle out of it. So at this point, I have my PE shorts on my bottom half and I'm still wearing my polo shirt on my top half. I hook my fingers under, under my shirt and must have not only grabbed my polo shirt, but my PE shirt and my crop top because all three of them came off at the same time. I must have yelped or something to draw attention to my naked top half because the next thing I hear is, Oh God, name redacted, as Gigi's. I crossed my arms over my chest and ran into the backpack closet and they didn't come out until everyone had left. Not to mention, in my panic, I had dropped all of my shirts on the floor, so it wasn't like I could leave the closet until the teacher handed me my clothes anyway. Oh, oh, Jim's class foibles. I am so sorry to hear that. I, I will never stop being horrified that we couldn't have little changing stalls the same way we have restroom stalls. Privacy for people, please. <laughs> or, or that we couldn't just switch the whole culture around to make nudity a little less taboo but until then sending lots of love and that will conclude our episodes for today thank you for tuning in i love you stay strong stay safe and remember if they live through this you can too